1: friends, welcome to our fifth, sixth, I don't know, some episode of Mavs Party because the Mavericks are now six and one. We've not yet had to do a group therapy because I wasn't here for the only time the Mavs lost this year, which is really awesome. Dallas is now 6-1 and one after defeating the Orlando Magic 117-102, to 102, a game where they somehow only allowed 36 points from the Magic in the second half. Uh, those of you who've been watching the other show or paying any attention to my social feeds know that I had a kid on Thursday, uh, my wife and I second, so that was why I took a couple of days away. Uh, but because I am a lunatic, I am back on here Live talking basketball, also it helps that it's only 10 o'clock because the Mavericks played a game that started at 6 p.m. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show uh, because I'm wondering. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what my regular availability is going to be, but I want to do as many of these shows as possible. So for those of you who might be joining for the first time or joining whenever, one of the things that we want to do is have these participation shows from other Dallas Mavericks fans because that is what I am. We've been doing them for quite a long time uh, in different mediums, uh, usually over audio only, but I got pushed into video last year whenever Spotify Live uh, decided to fold, which was real neat. But we're here on YouTube now. Uh, we, Josh and I have been doing all of our shows live, but we're trying to do these at least after every game, win or lose. Uh, sometimes the losses are a little more funny just because people are venting. But we're having a good time here uh, live. If you want to click on the link, it's in the comments That'll allow you to uh, come up uh, and talk a little bit about what you've seen, either tonight or in the past couple of games, since I didn't host one Friday for the Denver loss or last night following the Hornets win. Sorry about that, by the way. Um, probably should have given people more of an update, but my wife and I just decided to kind of keep it keep it quiet until it happened because then we just didn't want to have to deal with everybody asking what was going on. So coming up uh, first, we have David down there in uh, who's going to be coming up on s- joining me here so david welcome to the show how are you doing
2: hey Kurt, uh doing great I think man you're and, muted uh, there we go uh yeah my audio uh my feed may be a little choppy so if it is i'll 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 just go in the back and let it, everyone else uh, jump in but just wanted to say congratulations again man uh on
1: the uh, the new edition thank you appreciate that what what what's what's going on uh in your head regarding the Mavericks?
2: I just, uh, you know, I just, I, I want to follow up with my my comment thread that, you know, the the pundits were right. Uh, Kyrie and Luca have no chemistry. You know, the the fourth quarter sealing the win with that like MLB like cross court throw to Kai for the three, and then Kai getting the steal and running the break on the other end and dropping off a perfect pass for Luca to get a three, and both cheering like that's not chemistry. I, you know, I know. They don't like each is, other. That's not it. Real. Like, they don't, they don't have Hate each other, really, and then like it's all for show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Derek Lively, uh, so far this season has just been you know a, a massive disappointment. Having to start, uh, you know, and, uh, and and play extra minutes uh, over Dwight Powell, it's, it's you know it's it's tough. It's tough to watch right now. Um, everything that we saw last season was indicative of this season. All the all the panic button was was correct. Uh, they should just trade Luca now at this point. That's kind of what I'm feeling. So. Um, But in all seriousness, no, I just uh, this this game was this game was awesome. Um, The fact that they were coming off a back to back uh, against Charlotte and last year to me, Charlotte felt like the nail in the coffin. The back to back games that we had against Charlotte, if you remember, like those were just Mm -hmm. crippling losses at the end of the season. So seeing them not only take care of business yet again the other night, but then like having a comfortable glide path to a closeout, like it was still kind of a game with like five minutes left, but that last five minutes was just all Dallas. Like they just, you know, to the point that their, their coach uh, was getting teed up. So um, yeah, I just, I'm loving what I'm seeing being six and one feels amazing. And if it wasn't for that one quarter of Denver, I really have like nothing to panic about all like for the most part right now, like that, Seeing what that Denver Nuggets team can do just shows like what a championship team looks like compared to where we're at. But we have a lot of room to grow and every team in the West should be kind of uh, a little bit nervous when they see us on the schedule now.
1: So it's funny. I have a friend, and maybe he'll join us in here one night. Every everybody that spends any time on Twitter knows who he is. HP Basketball Hardwood Paroxysm. His name's Matt Moore. He spends uh, his real job is he he works for the Action Network at a betting site. And he was telling me over the summer that his model, sort of the data models that they they that he put in, showed the Mavericks as being like a top three seed. And he just couldn't reconcile it with what he saw last year. But the data was telling him that all the same and he got a little sassy with me tonight because he's he's just sitting there he's you know the Mavericks aren't this good and I said I know they're not this good which is what makes these wins are pretty pretty interesting because like you said they have a lot of room to grow so what if they become this good notching these wins while they're sort of you know figuring things out is so damn important because that way if they have injuries or they stumble a little later in the year you can so you can kind of deal with it a little better than last year where they needed wins they just couldn't find one
2: yeah well and i'm still wondering like the moves they made in the off season still leave a lot of room for them to do something else this year if they feel like if they feel they need to so i was curious what your thoughts were um i i jumped in last i think right before the uh Little little man showed up in uh you know, after the Chicago game. But um I just kept thinking if we had some way of like being able to pull the trigger for like a DeMartha Rosen as like an extra piece, like to just like really because like Denver's got so many like near all-star players like Michael Porter Jr. and, and the rest, uh and uh and Gordon and so many other teams in the West are just stacked Phoenix, LA and uh, you know, Warriors, everybody. So I was just curious like if you like is there anybody that you would love to see, like like realistically potentially, uh, come onto this team, or
1: would, are you just too happy with the way things are and like would not? Change oh, the they they right need up? another big man. They need another big man. So Clint Capella is still who I w- who I would target. Um, mm-hmm. Clint Capella, in my opinion, he's he's he might be twenty nine or thirty, but big men age like bananas left on the countertop, where all of a sudden they're just toast. And yeah. I, I think he'd be the kind of guy you just go get, and maybe eat a year or two of his deal, even though he, you know, he's not great. But if you play he and Lively is like a 48-minute combo at center, you feel pretty good about that. With the ability to go super small with Grant at five. Um, that's what I would be kind of very interested in is another really reasonable big man. Um, I don't think you need another scorer because you, you need guys who – I, I doubt Indiana is going to move him just because of how potent their offense is, but I still secretly pine for the Buddy healed of it all because he's a he's a better shooter than Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway right. a more willing shooter than anyone else I've ever seen in my entire life, but the ability to shoot is something different um i i and you know tim it really comes and goes when tim's great he's great but it's just like somebody else that could knock down shots that would be interesting to me too but it's got to be somebody that can just catch and shoot not not somebody that needs the ball so to speak
2: yeah well that's the other interesting thing we've been playing a lot of minutes for tim and i'm kind of surprised i really thought maybe seth curry would see some more minutes but i guess Mm -hmm. kid probably wants the larger you know the size for the defense but I mean, I was really happy with getting Seth back for, like, the 18th time just because, uh, you know, he's actually a sniper. And I felt like that was the one thing we really missed. I, I don't know how many games I watched uh, uh, last year where um, Bullock went, what, like, 0 for 20, you know? It felt like like every corner three was just clank, clank, clank. So seeing, like, between what Grant Williams is able to do right now and what Tim Hardaway has been able to do, and then Luca has just been magnificent from beyond the arc so far um yeah it's, it's been exciting uh, the, the one last thing i just wanted to comment on and uh in chicago and again against the chicago uh bulls there was a moment where maxi kind of got injured and he like gimped off the floor i'm not even sure if the cameras really caught it and then like five minutes later kid put him back in the game and i like started losing my mind the guy next to me was like wait is this like am i next to the crazy fan today Because I was like, "Does anyone else have eyes?" He just limped off the floor, and he's Mm -hmm. back in the game. He immediately brick, like just. We know
3: why
1: now, though, right? You know what happened? Yeah, yeah. He's
2: dislocated. Yeah, he like dislocated a toe or something,
1: right? They probably didn't understand that he dislocated the
2: toe. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so. But like he like
2: limped off the floor, and they waited like five minutes. And uh, I was talking with a a buddy of mine uh, about two things. So that is in relationship with the fact that like they didn't rest Luca tonight. And I get the feeling seeing some YouTube videos on this from like AM Hoops and some other guys that make some some really decent and like um, Jimmy High Roller uh, is another one I like. Oh, yeah. Uh, talking about their uh, like load management is like a lie, right? Like it's like a failed experiment. And so the fact that Luca actually played tonight to me was heartening that like maybe they're realizing like sitting out entire games and like coddling these stars a little bit is different than being smart and not putting them back in right after they've
1: apparently injured themselves,
2: which we actually did. <sighs>
1: we'll see with that. I mean, I understand why yeah. you feel that way. But I think with something as weird as a toe injury, I be- I almost promise you Maxie was like, I'm fine. I need to go back in. And then he got back <laughs> out there and it was like, I'm sure every, every parent, every man, every person has likely stubbed the shit out of one of their toes at one point in time. I can't imagine how uncomfortable a dislocated toe is like just how weird. Oh, that's gotta that be a nice, yeah,
2: beautiful. that's true. That's, that's, that's fair. I mean, it's not like he was like down, like clutching an ankle and
1: had to be like, yeah, right. But, it was so um, bizarre to yeah. watch. It's like, what is happening? My, my aunt was watching with us when that happened and she was like, what did he do? And I'm like, I don't know. It's maxi, His leg could fall <laughs> off and I wouldn't be shocked.
2: I thought somebody had maybe stepped on it. Like, I didn't even see what, it,
1: like the, the, how it I happened, think that might've but, been what happened.
2: Okay. Cause like he he just it was like so all of a sudden and then all of a sudden like all of it then he was back in the game and I was like why is the guy that just limped off the floor right back in the game <laughs> and of all people Maxi I was like I, like he's not the most mobile guy anymore so um, anyway I just I I was glad to see that they they didn't sit Luca tonight because that was my biggest fear is like they were gonna like keep playing you know like load management stuff it's like get rid of that crap if guys are healthy you gotta play them like they sure. are here to play like so. Anyway, that was my final thought. I wasn't sure if you had
1: any takes on load management or anything, but that was I, do. That is kind of what I I'll riff there. here in a second. Thank you so much for joining us, David. Yes, sir. All right, we'll talk soon. Uh, my sort of thoughts on load management, um, Josh Bow and I sort of disagree on this. Uh, it's pretty pretty entertaining, I think, because he and I get into these spats over, uh, in, over our Slack about it. I think American players in particular – have and there's an article about this several years ago on ESPN there's so much overuse these you you see this AU tournaments guys playing five six seven games in a weekend I think that there's a real over like you know injury these guys are basically ripe for injury it's why you see a lot of American players that are just sort of not in the best of shape by their mid-20s where they're having a rest already Luca's not in that camp he plays he's played a ton of basketball the last several years but it's not quite oh i played you know from the age of 13 on he played eight games every weekend for you know the better part of five years uh european basketball is just different so i just have i have less concerns about luca um i am glad that the nba is pushing this sort of stuff because you very much want um people who you know we're all diehard lunatics but if the game's to grow you want to have casuals tuning in so that's sort of my thought all right, Sam is coming up next. Sam has been waiting. Uh, he was our second guest uh, down there in the, the chat. Sam, how are you doing? Welcome. What's going on? was just Static
4: that the Mavs are on a roll. Uh, even though that Nuggets game was – I mean, I went into it thinking if we're going to lose the game, it, it's going to be against the Nuggets. But, you know, trying to stay positive through the game. But, uh, you know, it was, it was great to see them – play really well against uh, Orlando magic. Uh, I was having a conversation with a friend and for the past two games, we just kind of kept going back and forth and just saying, these are the type of games that the Mavs would have lost last season. Mm -hmm. And so seeing them kind of come in and kind of just bringing it home, especially with so many games being, you know, clutch games and kind of coming down to the wire, which Kind of goes towards my first point, which is they, they have to do better on defense in the first half. They can't let the game slip away like that. Because I think if that had not been the case against the Nuggets, I think they would have stood a better chance going into the fourth quarter. And potentially it would have been a much closer game than what it was at the end of the game.
1: The defensive woes in the first half are something that I don't know how to make sense of because I keep expecting the Mavericks to get blown out, and it hasn't happened yet. The clutch time element that you talked about, I think, is very interesting to me because I'd be kind of more curious. I know there's a different clutch time stat where it's like under three minutes. If it's five points within five minutes, yeah, that's going to happen. But like, let's look at the, the, the past few Mavericks scores here. You know the, the the Hornets aren't necessarily a great example, but there's at least two games where the Mavericks ended up winning by a margin that was pretty comfortable. You know, tonight they win they win the game by 15 points, but at one point in time that was a a, a clutch win, and so it's just I, I feel like the clutch stats can be a little bit misleading. You know, this this they yes, they have played every single one of their wins has been a clutch time game, but uh, let's see here. So we got. The Hornets, yes. The Bulls game, like they pulled away from the Bulls. They pulled away from the Grizzlies. You know, the Nets and the Spurs and the Hornets games are the are like the three where they were like real, like I was nervous. Whereas those other three games at this point, like we knew, we knew with like three minutes to go, the Mavericks had a pretty good chance of winning that. So it's, I those games feel a little better to me. So it's it's like the clutch time thing goes both ways where I think it's a little bit overemphasized. But I'm glad that they're pulling through all the same. The defensive stuff, I have no idea other than, dear Mavericks, please try harder earlier, please. Yes. The other big
4: thing that I've noticed is just like Derek Jones Jr. has really outplayed his contract coming in on a bet minimum. Like, and I get it's only been what, uh, seven games now. But still, for a guy that is making vet minimum and was the last player to get signed onto the team, like, just. On defense alone, I mean, the guy is killing it, and then just being able to go up and be a spot-up shooter when needed to in moments where we really need someone to come in and just just score the ball. Uh, that that's been a great signing, just especially from someone that I don't think a lot of people were expecting
1: much out of. I mean, I I certainly didn't. I I wanted them to be kind of a competent player off the bench to get you know maybe play like forty games, and the fact that he started, Absolutely. it's pretty amazing.
4: I'm I'm delighted. And then, just I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do I did have a couple more questions for you. Go right um, uh, Like with Powell and Lively going into uh, foul travel in the first half of this game, I was I just kept scratching my head as to why Holmes wasn't being even just put in for a stopgap for just the last few minutes into the first half. I just I I don't I don't know what's going on there. I am not really sure why he's not really getting any minutes. I mean. I haven't seen anything from a health issue standpoint. It just seems like kid isn't playing him. And I'm curious to see if it's a chemistry thing since he is newer to the team. But at the same time, you're seeing Derek Jones Jr. getting a ton of minutes. And I'm just like, and even on the play-by-play today, they kept saying, well, we only have two big men on the lineup with Maxi out. And I'm just like, Holmes is there. What are you guys talking about? There's a third big that's sitting on the bench that just isn't being played for some reason or another.
1: Yeah, I don't really have any good theories. Mark Cuban commented over the summer that he thought specifically that Holmes would be a good acquisition. Bob Sturm of the Ticket here in Dallas uh, was pretty insistent that Holmes was going to be functional. Uh, we used to have a Mavs Moneyball rider that two years ago was <clears throat> begging the Mavericks to sign him just because the pick and roll combination with Lucas, yeah. a sort of weird push shot. My only thought is that he must not – show any ability to anchor a defense and that if he's that washed then that's why the mavericks aren't interested that's my only thought though i mean i don't see a you know being big as a skill i wouldn't hate it every now and again we just haven't seen it
4: yeah no and i mean again just i it was a it wasn't like it was that close at the end of the half i think they were down by single digit lead uh but still i mean you don't trust him enough to put him in just a couple of minutes at the end of the first half, That I don't know. That just seems a little odd, uh, especially because at the end of the day, the guy's still pro. Uh, he was still really good with the Kings. Not really sure what happened last season, why he just didn't get that many more minutes. Yeah. Um, but, I, again, I guess I digress. Um, and then I was going to ask, with Omax not really getting a lot of playing time, I'm curious, do you think he's going to see a lot of uh, – texas legends minutes this season
1: at this point the fact that he hasn't gone now gone down is kind of annoying because what's he doing sitting on the bench what is he learning so i would rather if they're not going to play him then they need to figure out something the problem is i think they already have three guys down there because they got all three two-way guys down there so that would be i don't know though i i'm 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 curious i may see if i can get somebody to ask about that yeah that was kind of like something that i've noticed is just i doesn't seem to be getting a lot
4: of minutes. Uh, and, and like you said, he's just sitting there on the bench. And I'm just, I don't, I, again, I know that he's getting time to practice with um, the NBA team versus the G league team, but at the end of the day, from a, they don't practice
1: that much though. There's film exactly. study and that sort of thing, but they don't practice. So I, I feel the same way.
4: Um, and then I guess lastly, just Hardy uh, making, what seems to be a big leap in the first seven games he's become a little bit more aggressive on uh his scoring and even tonight just blocking uh i forgot who he blocked tonight that i was just kind of like oh wow that's that's a pretty big block i can't i wish i could remember off the top of my head who it was but um just again i i appreciate what tim hardaway jr has done for the team in the last few years uh, and I know that's something that a lot of people have brought up, just why he has such a big green light to just shoot and shoot and shoot. And again, it worked out really well for us tonight with him having that green light, but I've seen him play in a Mavs jersey long enough to know that there's more games than not. That's not the case, and I just keep seeing Hardy improving, and I'm just like, Hardy should be getting those minutes. Like, why? Is well, he but if Hardy's going to gonna get that?
1: those minutes, then Hardy has to be willing to take those shots. That's the one thing that's hard because it's like I think these guys – you know, we, we we laugh about this, but Tim has no shame, and I mean that in a positive way. Like the ability to not give a shit and keep shooting is really rare, because it's like these guys they get embarrassed when they miss stuff. Not him, not Tim. <laughs> no, and to his credit, man, like you said, like the dude doesn't. He's got like a
4: mentality of a goldfish. Like he shoots and he'll miss three straight. And he'll go right next to the logo and make the next three. And it's just like, how did you just have the confidence to go for that shot when you're not hitting anything tonight?
1: That's right. That's right. Sam, um, this is great. That, you got anything else? That's all I have, man. I'll let you go. Great questions. Thanks for coming up. We'll talk soon. Thank you. All right. Uh, so before I bring my man, Krishna up on stage, uh, if you could do me a favor, go ahead and hit the like button. If you're new here, if you somehow got here by uh The old search button, if this is presented to you in the YouTube algorithm and you don't know what the hell is going on here, go ahead and hit the subscribe button as well, because we do these after almost uh, every game of the year, at least I try to. And uh, when the Mavericks lose, sometimes that can be a little more uh, entertaining because we're all slightly bitchy and this is much more fun than uh, yelling at somebody on a message board or Twitter or uh, Reddit or whatnot.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
1: krishna welcome to the show what's going on
3: kirk how are you
1: tired but i'm good what's up
5: yeah congrats congrats Thank you so
1: much appreciate it
5: i'm i'm sure you're like you said you're very tired i'm sure so Eh, it's more than i mean it's a lot of effort you got to be here that's like i'm sure you're yeah so where this is gonna kill
1: me is like the various (laughs) child sleep regressions like that's a real thing where all of a sudden they just like wake up in the middle of the night and they're like time to go
5: but not yet we're good we're good and then it's like you don't know what they want. Like you're like, come on, just tell me what you want. That's right. Tell me what you want.
1: That's right. Yeah. And and what and what my child will say is, I want Dallas Mavericks victories.
5: <laughs> I want I want all Dallas team victories, but I guess that's not always in the cards. But you know, I think it's interesting. Um, this this team is just like a bunch of memes, right? <laughs> Josh Bo like posted a meme where it's like the buff dog. Uh, and then it's like the the sad little doge dog and it's like second half mavericks first half mavericks it's like that horribly john Horace is the first half mavericks and that beautiful horse is the second half mavericks that's what this team is it's a bunch of memes and you know what i i wouldn't have it any other way you wouldn't be six and one without it and i think to me you can take it both ways right it's it's still frustrating that this team doesn't come out to good starts at all and i think that's more on the defensive side than the offensive end of the ball, really, it like it always feels frustrating when we don't make baskets because we're not stopping anything on the other end. And but then simultaneously, this team comes out in this second half and holds Orlando to 36 points. Now, yes, you can always put quantifiers, right? Like they didn't, they were missing some guys, whatever. But Orlando just dropped 60 in that other half and then you held them to 36. Like clearly, they, it's not like Orlando had no pension to score it's clear that you had an ability to defend for at least two quarters. And so it's kind of frustrating in that sense. But it's also positive because at least this team is not going down into 14, like down 14 and in into a half and going like, okay, it's over. We're just giving up, which is what it felt like a lot last season, where if Luca and Kyrie really weren't at the top of their game, this team just felt like it gave up. And I think it's, it's, it's kind of a good mix of, veterans and young players which is something i feel like we've not really ever had as long as luca has been here it feels like this team has been more was 19,
1: 20, 19, 20 was good but i know what you mean
5: yeah but i mean like now you have you've got like three four guys who are younger than luca right mm-hmm. but you've also got a decent number of guys who are still older than luca And like, that's what you kind of want. You don't like the past two years where we've really been, you know, quote unquote in contention. Like that's what you were trying to do. The guy, most of the guys have been older than Luca. And it's not to say you could never have guys older than your superstars or guys over 30, but you just don't want your entire team made up of that because at the end of the day, like you need a, you need the, you need the energy and like the bounce back of youth, but you need the experience of veterans. Um, you know it's like it's why they always talk about like when you have tanking teams or like teams that are bottom feeders like oh you want that veteran experience it's kind of the same like for contenders like I know last season a lot of people made fun of the Nuggets having Jeff Green but Jeff Green came up big for the Nuggets in the finals and in some moments for them like you just never know what players are going to be important for what team and I think that's what's good and and you know you talked about it a little earlier with your first guest like what should the Mavs do? I think it's interesting. Like, I think the Mavs could make moves and probably should, but even if they don't, I'm not necessarily looking at this and saying it's a failure if they don't make any moves because, you know, I, I think after after the season, we then have two first round picks, right? If the, you know, fingers crossed the, the next pick qualifies, right? The next pick qualifies and, you know, that's something else you can trade. And you have a decent number of players that I I think teams would be willing to take on, which I I think is good. And yeah, like this person points out, I think a lot of the things with Grant coming into the season, I don't think it was wrong to think, like worry about what he would be on this team. But if, and I tweeted about this, if you just don't play a lot of minutes and you get thrown into the playoffs, like in a high pressure situation, like the Eastern Conference finals was, you're just, who's going to be good? In that situation, like I there's a, unless you're a superstar, there are very few players that are going to be good in that situation. And I think to me, there was more evidence that he can be a, a decent player, a contributing player on a team the season prior uh under Udoka, where he just played a lot more minutes. And so Grant has been a great like I, I can't look at this season and say uh, any acquisition has been bad, which is, no. I think, uh, is a miracle. It's That's a miracle. We've never said that.
1: I like that take. That's a good one.
5: I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think like we're looking at guys like Omax now, right? And we're looking at Rashawn Holmes and we're saying like, oh, they're not contributing, you know, why are they not there? You, one, we just don't ever really know the entire situation of, you know, how a player is acclimating and, you know, what the situations are. But I think with Omax, it's just like the guy is still young, like relatively in his, his basketball career, right? Like the, the role you're asking Omax to play. I think he still has a lot more to reach than someone like Lively, right? I think the initial thing is everyone wants to compare. Oh, like Lively's already like playing. He's already contributing, getting these minutes, but you think about the role Lively has to play versus the role Omax has to play. Omax has to be three and D. I think he could defend still. Well, I think he's still prone to obviously getting jumped and, you know, not maybe not out physical, but he doesn't necessarily have all the defensive know-how, but I think he could reach that sooner than later. But you think about his offensive game; that's just not what it was when he was at um, Marquette, right? I believe it was Marquette. Yeah, and he was just not a shooter, and that's something you have to develop, and it takes time. Now, I think where if you want to compare it to someone who was on the team like Dorian, where he's ahead of someone like Dorian, is just that he's got a higher like floor, a higher talent level, and so I think it's always it's always like we want to get things net right now. And I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's wrong for people to want the Mavericks to go and make an aggressive trade and do this. But so, so it's like a balancing act, right? Like it's very positive. The Mavs are six and one, and you know, we want to see us go and be aggressive, but it's kind of also like you need to see what other teams are doing. Like you just don't know what teams are going to struggle. Like I think I'd be interested, like you pointed out, Clint Capella, like if the Timberwolves are really biting at it and they're just struggling, why can't you go get Nasri? Like, I, that is a shocking signing to me. If you're, if you're asking me of all the shocking signings this offseason, it's not that I think Nasri is a bad player, but they have three pretty good centers, and two of them just don't fit together at all. So I think center is one. Obviously wing, I think you could easily use a wing on this team, but I'm not necessarily, like, super concerned, If it, it, which feels weird. It feels like we haven't been able to say that for these past 2 years that I'm not concerned about these team this team Pretty nice huh Yeah it it is it's very very nice I mean it, it's it's frustrating that you, we have to sit through like 24 minutes of basketball where we we're all pulling our hair out but then it, it's always nice when you can then uh, Yeah the but then we'd be minutes. bored Like I'd be bored That's true. after a while This is like I guess, being
1: being upset is part of the fun
5: i I don't get upset i just go like i know you can play better and i don't want to walk away because i feel like this is going to get better and then i end up walking away for like half the third quarter and i come back and i'm like of course the team has come back at this point but you know what i wouldn't have it any other way i really wouldn't at least like you said it makes games fun so i have a reason to watch them right all right all right man thanks so
1: much for hanging out good night all right talk soon let's see here we got john john welcome to the show What's up,
6: man? Oh, bless you.
1: Sorry. Big sneeze. And I didn't, (laughs) and I managed to hit the mute button beforehand.
6: That was a clutch move. That's a, that's a classic podcaster move. That's right. That's Uh, right. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, man, I've, I've been able to watch the games, uh, on the side of like the Rangers and the Cowboys just because it's been such an exciting time in Dallas sports. And, uh, and it's been awesome that the vibes of the team when you're not just hanging on every single play mm-hmm. uh, are awesome. Like it's the this team is good. They are. Like 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 these last few games for those of us that have just been locked in on the Dallas Mavericks for the last few years, it's so fun to watch a win like tonight. Where just like this is a game that we we would have lost. Oh yeah, yeah. Last year, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like. I don't. It. It's and it. It would have sucked. It was like and a nails on a
1: chalkboard been... situation every time the Mavericks were playing a close game within five minutes. Where it's like, how are they going to f this up? What? What's what bad yeah. thing is going to befall this team?
6: Yeah, and I'm now like those games that were, oh, this is close, we're going to lose, are now like, oh, this is close, and I think we're going to win. That's the, right. The, the real shift I hope that happens the next year or two is it's not even that close right hey, like you need oh, to
1: start making yeah. teams more thoroughly uh particularly teams yeah. that might be bad but i'm i'm still at the point of the year where i'm not willing to say any team that they've played yet is really bad chicago is like uninspiring but they're not bad they're just weird Like, there was a Zach Levine story today that basically savaged him into dust and basically questioned his willingness to want to win over getting stats. But, and that's, you know, the dude's almost 30. How old is Zach Levine? Doesn't matter. He's been in the league a long time. And it's like, that can't be something you're getting asked at
6: this point in your career. So, yeah. Well, and and also, the NBA has changed where there's every team has a real player on the team. Like, like every team has a has a couple really good players that can go off at any given time. That's right. And and to be able to work through that, to sustain that, to play a game where your top guys don't play that well and to win is really encouraging. Like I I, I have I have just enjoyed watching these first few games, even the Nuggets loss. More than I enjoyed watching the Mavericks at all the last two seasons. Sure, sure. Like it just go ahead, go ahead.
1: Twenty twenty two was real fun. Let's be clear: from like February
6: to to May, it was
1: awesome. But I know what you mean. Parts of it weren't particularly fun.
6: Yeah, yeah. Just like the the thing that I worry about. And and you you mentioned earlier the thing that I am worried about, uh, and I thought that uh, the first half of the first game, I immediately thought, oh, the Mavs need to go get another center because Lively is so good <laughs> for for what he like. Lively plus another center, that's just a good like serviceable NBA center. Would be great, but if lively goes, if he's out, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is um, a ball handler. So Luca and Kyrie are going to miss a game together. Like yep. they're at some point, they're both co- who, Kirk, who? <laughs> what does that look like? Who who runs the offense? Who who gets the ball across half court?
1: I, I, you know, I, 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 still want to see some more things from this team, um, and I think they have the horses to do it. Whereas last year, I was like, if any, we're really gonna have to see Frank play point guard minutes. Like they sold us that. That was an option. Yeah. That never should have been yeah. a thing.
6: And this year, I don't feel that way. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess it'd be Dante Exum, but, but there was, there I, was I believe in I, Exum. I, I do. I just do. I think he. I think he can do it for a game or two, like if he has to. Or, but there was something nice about the, in hindsight, Luca, Dinwiddie, um, Brunson, like Luca Brunson Dinwiddie, like that. You had those three guys that every minute you had someone to bring the ball, like, and those are my worries but those are like secondary worries because the across the board talent is just so much bit like the athleticism the this team is so much more fun to watch than last year it's agreed. it is yeah go get fun players and let them and let them run uh and let them play i i I've, i've thoroughly enjoyed it um I think that's, I think that's about all I've got. I, I, I but that's my question. My question for you, as the basketball guy, what do we do in the games that Kyrie and Luca are out? We're, I mean, we're going to see what one of those, like?
1: and I'm interested to see how they perform um i think that dante plays a lot i think you see a very different offense but i think that there's guys like jaden hardy like josh green if we're being perfectly candid like i see all this josh green love year in and year out or day in and day out he's yet to have that like sublime offensive performance that he was having in the last 30 games last year maybe he'll do that if he gets more opportunity like there's enough guys to where i think if one or both of the mavericks sit I'm interested in that. I don't necessarily think the yeah. win, but I, I will feel better than it was. You remember the Kimball Walker game against the Cavs? Like the Mariners are doing it <laughs> yeah. this year.
6: Like the, what was the or who Argentina. was the, who was the guy they brought in from Europe for like 15 games? I'm the the Argentinian
1: uh, guy, the um, <laughs> Faku yeah. Like they're not doing that this year. Not, like I feel better. Yeah. That, that's why I feel better. Yeah,
6: yeah. Yeah. At least let at least, at least a, a a game in which. Hardy and Josh Green running things would be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> would. I would like to see it, it. Would be it? It would be fun if you have to do it out of necessity versus, uh, yeah, Composo that got off the plane from Spain. Uh, that that is my worry, but that is a more it's a more fun worry because it's it is it's is very enjoyable watching this team beat teams with lesser talent and then struggle against teams like Denver that have more talent, but to see, see where they're at. Uh, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this season. It's good. good. That's the point. 70. We should, it's we should. Enjoy <laughs> yes! it it's, so, it's so fun. It seems like they they're doing it and lively is the real deal. Oh yeah. He's great. He's, right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, man.
1: Thanks for hanging out. What else you got? I got nothing. All right, come back. We'll talk soon. All right. See you, dude. Here's the, here's the funny part about this, and John just sort of vocalized that at the end. When when they're winning, there's not as much to bitch about, so we don't have as much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and I would prefer to have that problem. I would prefer to have the, the. I don't want to complain. I want to enjoy wins. Uh, but when there's there's less stuff to pick at because the Mavericks are just pretty good. Jared, what's going on? Hello? Hey Jared, how you doing? Welcome back.
7: Uh hang on. I can't hear you put me back in the queue, I'll soak my audio up.
1: All right. We're gonna go with John
8: then. John, welcome to the show. Saw Hello, you pop sir. in. What's going on tonight? Okay, I just want to talk about this. This is fourth quarters from all the teams in the league. Mm. With like clutch time. Mavericks are number one in wins. Is that something? Or is that just because like Oh, my volume it. yeah
1: it has to be something because we lost a billion of these last year like i think we were, i think we lost like something like 25 to 30 clutch time games i could go look this up and i'm not gonna yeah, uh, no, exactly. <laughs> the, the being sick like winning six clutch games is amazing full yeah. stop has to be
8: Like it has to be something, especially like the way they played like this last year, and they're still playing the way that, like, when it comes to clutch. But I feel like this year it's a little bit more tighter than it was last year. Yeah. I was looking up like before, like after the game, like the fourth quarter stats for Mavs. Like, do you know Dwight Powell has the most fourth quarter points averaging? What, this season? This season is Dwight Powell. I, I don't even understand.
1: I would need to go look this up because I know. I, I will say that I do know that like Luca has not had a ton of fourth quarter scoring because he's been di- distributing the ball a few a little bit more, which is nice. Uh, he also there's been a couple of times where, if if I'm being critical, he's kind of pouted as the Mavericks went ahead and pulled away, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Kyrie's had some moments, but I guess not like a flurry of scoring. Whereas last year in clutch time, we would just see like
8: Luca, Kyrie, Luca, Kyrie, like that was it, that was all that happened, no, or just exactly Luka, so. So yeah. this year, like I feel like they're distributing the ball so well. Like it's more of like it's more passy than like, hey, take that shot just because just because you're open. Because yeah. like I see them like passing across the ball, and like sometimes like some of the plays, all five players touch the ball, and somehow it's still going to be made in the center. Yeah, yeah. I the thing that I'm liking the most um, is how
1: many times late that they're getting doubled and finding other guys uh that happened tonight where there was one play I'm trying to remember who the center was might have been grant williams but it was like luca gets trapped up at the top left. ball ends up in the middle of the floor uh near the free throw line ball goes underneath to somebody cutting from the the top it's, corner it's and grant. then yeah. somebody passed to the far corner and i don't
8: even think they made the shot
1: like it was no a it was shot. Derek
8: jones derrick jones was at the side he got mm-hmm. the ball he was open it was there was a slight contestant on that, but it wasn't like it wasn't too close. But he still missed the shot, and then they went back on to do the transition. But yeah, like like that's awesome offense. That's awesome offense. I'm thrilled by by stuff e- like that. Even even if they're not making it, at least they have enough awesome to understand like hey, the process. Like, somebody, is good. yeah, yep. No. And then like so far, like I feel like Mavs are just number one right now in fourth quarters. After Celtics lost tonight, they are now the second in the league. That's awesome. Like <laughs> when was the last time can we say like the Mavs are second in the league? I uh, I know it's just like 7 games I in. I don't but, care. Uh, Be happy. Exactly. This is great. And like and like we're right there right there behind the champions and like like right. I don't I'm not going to say like we're going to make the championship whatever, but I do I do see the possibility of them being into at least like the finals and stuff like conference finals definitely like into the finals definitely just because like they they are yelling a lot more on the court they are like telling each other where to go no one's like standing still unless it's like you're like even timmy timmy's not just sitting like on the corner or on the wing like you can see him like try to move and move and stuff like that but his defense is still a little bit like flaky he looks like he looks like uh Looks like a, what do you call that? He looks, looks like a chicken without a head. And like, yes. he's just like running around in circles. He doesn't even know like where he's going, but like, I'm glad that everybody else know where they're at. That's right. And you can like,
1: get away with that one guy being crazy if, uh, if everybody else knows their job.
8: Exactly. Exactly. But no, I just, I just feel like some fans just need to need to just tone down. Like Kyrie's coming off an of injury and like, he's still able to do all the stuff and like, in a matter of time, like I just feel like he's he's gonna get back to like last year's fourth quarter. Luca is it looks like he's not he's not taking as many shots as he would before. He's passing a lot more, and like like the team the team just looks a lot more solid. Like there's mm. a lot of like faults, but I don't think I don't think fans should start nitpicking like no. every little thing. Oh, I mean we're gonna, but they we like, should yeah. But for now, I just feel like everybody should just enjoy it. Enjoy like right there behind the nuggets like that's right (laughs) enjoy it and like we're gonna have our ups and downs we're gonna we're gonna get another lose like a loss some some way somehow from maybe a good team bad team who fucking knows but like hey
1: yep, this has been good it's a much better way to start the season john thanks so much for joining good stats thank you thank you kirk all right we're gonna bring jared back on he figured out his audio
7: jared what's up hey not a lot yourself
1: not too much what's going on tonight
7: uh, a couple of things that you talked about earlier. J uh, League doesn't start until Thursday for you, I think. So yeah, I assume you'll... Max will go down. Uh, but he's actually older than most people think. He's already he's older than Jaden Hardy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's already twenty one. Yeah, he's yeah. what? He's twenty two. Maybe is he like twenty he's three?
1: He's older. He's... Yeah,
7: he's twenty one still, but he'll turn twenty two during the season, I believe. And Josh Green's still only twenty two. Right, like. A lot of a lot has been said about Josh Green, but I think the Mavs don't use him all that well. Like realistically, he's a player like Jose Alvarado. He should be playing defending point guard, playing the wing on offense. So and- it's
1: almost eleven o'clock at night, East um, uh, American time. I can tell the chat this now because nobody's going to hear this outside the people in the room. So we have a post going up tomorrow, uh, written by a woman who writes for our site that basically theorizes why Josh isn't playing or starting and it, it focuses on his inability to get over screens. Yeah. Uh, And, and I, I didn't really buy the pitch until I read the story and then uh, I read the story and I'm like, okay, this seems like a thing that would, that Jason Kidd and company would really harp on because if you're already playing with Luca and Kyrie, Two other guys who aren't great defenders. You need somebody else who can really, really help be a point of the fact attack defender. So I think if Josh ever figures that one out, and like you said, he's young, then that will be a, a point where he plays more minutes. I, I do. I'm looking forward to seeing him in one of these games where like Luger or Kyrie doesn't play because he'll be forced to take more shots. And that I, he's a good offensive player. He just gets a little in his own head sometimes, drives me nuts.
7: Yeah, he's definitely very confidence driven. You can tell when he's playing well, like it just he goes on little streaks where he plays really well. But yeah, defensively he does he has been struggling this season to get over screens, but that's not consistent through his career. Like he was reasonable at it last season. He was really good at it for Australia in FIBA. Uh yeah, so I don't know. But this season he's got stuck on a lot of screens. He's going underneath when he should be going over the top. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much of that is assignment driven too, because there was a lot of possessions tonight where he started off guarding Paolo, and that's about the worst matchup on our team. Right, but- so that
1: that's a great point and something I kind of keep talking about. And I don't. I ended up being disdainful to Josh, and I don't mean to, but it's like, why are you putting the six four guy on the six nine guy? That happens
7: a lot. Like, yeah, what- it's like they pre-switch. They mm-hmm. expect teams to run pick and roll, and they intend to switch those pick and rolls so they start off with mismatchers, but Paolo just took the ball, went down on the block and scored. And Right. Paolo has Josh amazing got in foul trouble easy. <laughs>
1: Paolo, Paolo has amazing ball skills. It's, it's, so let's, yeah, they, they need to chill out with that sort of stuff. I don't, I don't understand that.
7: Yeah. Especially those possessions where Grant Williams and Derek Jones Jr. are both on the court and they're starting the possession off with Josh Green on Paolo. It's like, he's the worst player that was on the court outside of Kyrie to be guarding uh, Paolo, like you'd even put Luca on him, at least he's not going to push Luca around. That's right. But <sighs> the other big thing that looks positive is that the Mavs are plus 87 in the second half this season. Mm. The fact that we're minus 42 in the first half is obviously not good, but yeah, finishing games off well is not something we did last season, so yeah, very positive. To be finishing games like we are, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. Unlike last season, where That's right. none of the we didn't win any of these games. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for closing us out. No worries. Have a good night.
1: All right. Talk soon. All right, guys. I'll try to be back on Wednesday night. Um If I have different backgrounds, now everybody knows why. Um, with uh, my, you know, we're we're still getting. It's going to be several weeks until kid is acclimated maybe even months but uh i do this part-time and so i will be uh probably different degrees of quality different degrees of sanity but i'll try to sh- do as many of these shows as possible everybody thank you so so much for hanging out please consider uh liking the stream and subscribing to the show and checking out uh mavsmoneyball.com where we will have a lot uh, going on tomorrow everybody uh, have a good night we'll talk soon go mavs